Confused by finances, investing, estate and retirement planning? Well, we went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances And with Kathy and Norma. Hi, welcome to Finances And College Savings Plans. We went to school so you don't have to. As I've said previously, I've got two kids that are in school. One's graduating, one's going into senior year next year. Came home for two, a couple weeks off to the lovely reminder of you have to do your FAFSA. I, I really dread doing the FAFSA every year. And to be honest, if I really sat down, it would probably only take me 15, 20 minutes to get it done. But it's such a pain to sit there and try to, you know, I've got to log into all of my accounts and find out how much do I have in my retirement? How much do they have left in their college savings plans? You know, how much do we have in checking and savings? and all that other stuff that you've got to enter there. You know, I got to thinking maybe, um, you know, we could try to find ways, you know, another way to episode here and really inform people on ways to save for college because frankly, you know, what what they're really getting in, in grants and scholarships and all that from the schools doesn't really cover the this crazy cost of tuition, honestly. Yeah. And there's so many ways that we can pay for college or prepay, I should say, for college. Some are better than others. Some offer a lot more benefits than the others. And everything is available because there are some benefits, but there are some things to look out for as well. Uh, I know the most common is the 529 plan. And one of the great things about it is that you can contribute so much money to it over your child's lifetime. In fact, you can put up to $200,000 if if you and or family members are are able to. So it's a great plan for that. Your investments that you put in there are going to grow tax-free, so you're not having to pay any taxes on that. And in fact, when you withdraw them, they're going to be tax-free as well. 529 is great because it pays for almost every avenue of their education. You're going to be able to pay for books, tuition, room and board. It also can be applied to grad school. So maybe you hadn't completely funded it prior to their going into um, their undergrad, but if it's if there's still money left over, they can use that for grad school. You yeah. know what, you can also recently in the tax laws change, you can actually use that for private school as well. So you can actually use it for high school if, you're, if your child's going to private school. It's and, actually K-12. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I, I just also want to point out, so, you know, when we do this 529, it's, it's an investment, the same way you're doing an investment in your retirement. So there's a bunch of different plans that you can choose from. And I know I tell people, you know, there's a set it and forget it kind of way. If you're really not investment savvy and, and you're afraid to really start playing around with the different kinds. I know the one that I had for both my children had this age plan. And so I started when they were maybe five. It was just, it was more aggressive as they were younger. And then as they got older, it got less aggressive. So So just like your 401s, right? As you're getting closer, it gets safer. So you'll have that money available. Makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. So that's really the, the great part about this 529 is that while it is investing, you really still don't have to think too hard about where uh, you want to actually put those that money, you know, what buckets you want to pick from. You can just plug in their age and, and that's that. And it'll just hmm. be completely managed. They're operated by the states. And I believe all 50 states offer them, if not almost all of them do. And you just have to get on to your state's 529 plan. You are able to put money into a different state's plan if you choose to for some reason. Maybe you know you're going to be moving before your kid goes to college and you're hoping that they'll go to school or you're hoping to go to school even in that state. You're welcome to open it in a different state. However, that money will be available for you to whatever school they go to. So you don't 
have to be in the school that they're going to go to, the state they're going to go to school in. But one of the real benefits is, is that you also get to take tax deduction for the money you put into the 529. And if your state allows it, where you're paying state taxes, you also get to take that deduction on your state income taxes as well. So it's definitely something worth looking at which state you're putting it into. In order to open it, you just need a social security number or tax ID. You can open this for anybody. You can open it for your niece, your nephew, your brother, your sister, anybody at all. And anybody can contribute to it as well. So if you just pass that account information along, let's just say for birthdays, I know the kids aren't going to be too happy with that, but they will be later. (laughs) You know, you just pass that account information and grandparents and family members can start contributing to that instead of buying them all these toys that, you know, aren't going to help them when they get to college. You know, that's really a a great way to, to, again, to gift to your to your child and to really yeah. start investing to their future. So right now the college board is saying that the school year 2018 to 2019 the cost of a four-year college was 21000 basically for a public college and 48000 for a private college. So this is not the kind of thing that you're going to, you should just hope you can come up with the money by the time your kid's going to go to school. Trying to make these plans and put money aside is exactly what you want to be doing. Well, um, I got to tell you, my, my yeah. daughter goes to a private college and my son uh-huh. to a state school and that's exactly what tuition is. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow, that's exactly what tuition is for both of them. Now, something cool that just happened is the SECURE Act was just signed last week. And the SECURE Act says that you are able to use your 529 account to pay up to $10,000 of your student loans off. So that's a brand new thing. Anybody who has a 529 and a student with college loans, you're, you can help gift them that money if you'd like to, because they can now use that directly for their student loans. Wow, that's great. Another five- 529 that I know about is these prepaid plans. Mm-hmm. And the prepaid plans are pretty cool, although only six states provide them at this point, unfortunately. But those are, and the six states are, I should tell you, Virginia, Maryland, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Florida, and Washington. Hmm. So if you're in any of these states, you can actually take advantage of locking in today's tuition rate. These states guarantee their prepaid prepaid plan. <laughs> Again, you're you're locked in. Those are really great because tuition rate, you know, tuition rates are always on the rise. The unfortunate part about that is that you have no say over how your money's being invested. The state, you know, takes that over. But again, it's, you know, no muss, no fuss. You just, you know, you lock in your rate and you send in your money and call it a day. Yeah, I, that sounds like a great idea. You're right, though. It's certainly limiting to just those the states yeah. that do that. Some other plans are education savings accounts or a, a Coverdell savings account. That you can put in $2,000 per child per year. The problem with that is it's not going to be a lot of money if you start too late. So just as an example, you're going to want to make sure to start as soon as you can for them. Over 15 years at 9%, that's only going to come out to $58,000, which is fine, but you need all 15 of those years. So these education savings accounts, they're going to grow tax-free as well but they need to be used by age 30. There is a specific designated beneficiary, and it also pays for tuition, room and board, books, supplies, and equipment you need. It will pay for public and religious schools at elementary, 
middle school, high school. So very much like the 529, it will pay for those other schools if you'd like to use it for that. And if for some reason you actually have extra money, you're welcome to roll that extra money into a 529 as well. So it's it's not something you're going to be penalized for if you roll it in. But if you don't roll it over, there is going to be an income tax consequence and a 10% penalty on the earnings on that savings account. All right. So now another option when you're doing your estate planning is the uniform gift to minors. It's the UGMA, U-G-M-A, or the Uniform Transfer to Mitners, and that's UTMA. So these are custodial accounts. They're held in that until that minor reaches 18 to 21, depending on the state. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, I mean, anything that you want to put that money into it is fine. That remains the property of that minor. So it's actually taxed at the child's rate, which is amazing because, you know, child's not going to have any income except for this. And so, you know, that's, that's definitely a really good mechanism u- utilizing estate planning. So why wouldn't people use this more often? Because it sounds better, actually. You know, trusts, I think, are just so scary for some people. <laughs> you know, I mean, it really is a, a trust and, and it's a state planning mechanism, as I said. And, and you know, you're going to have to go through a lawyer and just kind of, you know, try to figure out what the best situation for you tax-wise is. And, you know, this is, if this is it, then this is definitely a you know, good way to do it. Is this one of those, though, that once the money is out, that the kids can use it for anything or they only can use it for education? Yes, they can use it for anything. So that would be, you know, the downfall if you've got a a spender on your hands or a potential spender, you know, you can't control that. So if they want to buy a, you know, shiny red car, (laughs) you really can't. You know, the money, again, the money's in their name. So, you know, there's there's benefits and then there's also, you know, some pros and cons here. Absolutely. So we have savings bonds, EE savings bonds that the kids' grandparents have given us. Terrific because at, at 20 years, the amount of money that they've paid for it has doubled. So let's say the face value is $50. That means that they paid $25 for these. And then the again, it's double whatever the value is. The problem with them that I am personally finding is that there's a 20-year maturity. So they were the kids were gifted these EE bonds when they were about 10 years old, which puts them at 30 years before the bonds are matured. And they're both out of college already. So these EE bonds, though, have to be used towards tuition. And so now I don't know what the implication is, if we can roll this into some other vehicle for my, for my grandkids that I'll have one day, but I'm not sure it I'll have to do more research into that, but they're they're risky in that way that you need to make sure you're buying them almost the day the kid's born because otherwise you only have a 20 year window. They're not good at post-secondary or uh, they're only, excuse me, they're only good at post-secondary school. So they're not good at a trade school. So if your child doesn't want to go to college, they're not going to be able to use these bonds, these savings bonds, and they're only good for books and room and board. Now, the benefit is, is that it can be put into a 529 plan, but again, it's going to be for some other person down the road. So whether that's for a grandchild or a cousin or someone else that they want to f- use to fund those, they're, they're not going to be able to just take that cash out without penalty is the problem with them. So if you've got one of these, these EE savings bonds, let's just say your child is you know $500 bond, but they're not working and it's, it's in the child's name. I mean, they're, they're not going to owe income tax on that. They're going to owe the federal income tax on it. Again, it's going to be, I think is a great idea, but I'm not sure that it's the best idea. It was probably the best thing they could do at that time, really, is what it comes to. Oh, absolutely. Because I've got a couple in the drawer. I got to look at them a little bit and think about it. 
I finally pulled mine out because of this and listed the dates. They're all going to come mature and who's going to get what, when, but their dates are all spread out also. So even though some of the dates might be in the next year or so, that's over like a seven year window. It's, mm-hmm. it's a long time. It's a long time. What other options yeah. do they have? That's definitely a not so great option. And again, I don't think they're as popular now as they used to be 20 years ago. I mean, like I said, I know I've got a couple and that's because I, I pushed 20 years ago for everybody to give them savings bonds for their baptisms, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So that's definitely in the not so great investment section. Well, another, you know, that another potential is a Roth IRA. So, you know, we all know a Roth IRA is typically for retirement, but you can actually use it to save for college. And I particularly like this option if you've got one child. And I say that because that, you know, as much as we want our children to get an education, they may not, you know, decide that college is for them. And so if you've got your money in a 529 and that, and you've only got the one child and they decide they don't want to use it for college or they don't want to go to college, now you're going to have to withdraw this, you know, for non-educational purposes and get penalized and taxed. And if you have it in a 520, I'm sorry, if you have it in an IRA, then you can use it for your own retirement if your child decides that they don't want to use it for school. Or let's just say your child's athletically inclined and, you know, they get a scholarship or or something, You, you know, you may not need that money again. Now you've got that money in your retirement account. You know, it's a lower risk way of saving for them and not knowing whether they're really going to go to college if you've only got the one. So now the distributions are actually of the contribution is actually tax free as long as your Roth has been open for over five years. So you want to definitely start this, you know, before they're out of grammar school. And then the earnings, if they're withdrawn between 59 and a half, they can be used for educational expenses. As I said, you might pay taxes, but you're not going to pay, you're not going to owe a penalty for an early distribution. So this is a really good way of using a Roth IRA. So income taxes probably, right? When you're going to owe taxes on it. Okay. I I worry about using this option because your retirement account is meant to be your retirement account. I feel like maybe a grandparent or someone else that is using their IRA, they might have a better handle on how much money they're going to need for their retirement. Ultimately, maybe that's a better choice for it. Yeah, I mean, there's that. And then if you're if you're saving in, let's just say a 401k at work, mm-hmm. use the Roth IRA, you know, you do that mental accounting and you use, you know, you you're know you know you're saving in your Roth IRA for school, and that's a def, that's a good way. If you're just contributing to your Roth IRA, then absolutely, then you know, and you're not saving in any other vehicle for your retirement, then then it's not such a great option. Absolutely. What happens to the money that comes out? Does that affect any anything else? It might affect their financial aid. Again, there's ways around this. You know, you can use it all in their senior year so that it doesn't affect the following year, obviously, because there won't be one. There's there's ways around it, but there are, yes, there are definitely risks, like, like you just said. You know, and bottom line is you need to talk to a tax professional. Yeah, absolutely. Any of these choices, right? There, that's the whole point. There's all these options, but they have varied benefits and liabilities to it. So you want to talk to somebody about it's what's best about for your situation. Exactly, exactly. It's all about your personal situation. Absolutely. So we had a 401k years ago and we needed to take a loan out to purchase our home. How do you take a loan out? So what you do is for a 401k, you just approach your HR department and you can actually borrow the money that you've put into your 401k account. You are responsible for repaying that money though. You can do the same thing for your kid's education. You can borrow up to 50% of the account's value or 
$50,000, whichever is greater. And then you need to set up an approximate five-year loan repayment with minimal, uh, you're going to pay minimal interest on it. But again, that sounds super. However, you are taking money out of your retirement savings to pay for schooling. And yes, you're going to be repaying it, but you're missing the interest on those, um, on those payments that you're putting back into it. And so really, you're underfunding your own retirement. You need to try and get loans if you can in that case. Well, the last, maybe not so great, Option is a home equity loan. Yeah. Definitely caution against this one. I, I'm almost hesitant to even talk about it. It's an option, but obviously the risk is that you risk losing your home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can get a loan for your child's education, but you can't get a loan for your retirement. Right. And to use your whole entire retirement for your child's education and leave yourself penniless is just not it's really not the best way to go. And and I talk about that because home equity loan, I would agree, is this I mean, I would say is the same exact pitfall. You you risk losing your home just to fund your child's education. There's a lot of points that we can go over on the home equity loan, but the bottom line is I, I caution against using your house as collateral <laughs> or anything because you risk being homeless, but you know, your kid's going to have this great education paid for. So, Hey, you know, they can get you a new home maybe. <laughs> I, I would definitely risk my retirement on that. Not, <laughs> you know, it occurred to me that when I was talking about the 529, I forgot to mention what happens if your kid gets a scholarship or they end up going to some military academy where their school is going to be paid for them. Like West Point is an example. I have a friend who's just got married and the wife Wife in that situation, their parents had set up a 529 for her. She got a scholarship to school for her um, athletic ability. And so now they have this 529 that they can't use or don't need to use for education. And they're just going to roll that over. Instead of cashing it out, they're going to roll it over and apply it to their own children. They're going to designate a new beneficiary. And that's the same thing. So you don't have to worry about, well, what if my kid gets a scholarship? That's great. Now you can help start funding someone else's, whether that's your grandkids or some other beneficiary for it. So it's not a wasted money for you. Yeah, niece, nephew, sibling, parent. I mean, if you want to go back to school, that money can really be used for just about anybody in your immediate family, which is great. Yeah. You got anything else? No, I think we uh, about covered it all. All right. So finances and does not provide any tax or legal advice and nothing in our podcast can be construed as such. Always consult a tax accounting or legal professional for advice on your specific situation. So that's finances and college plans today. Please let us know what you think. You can do that at Facebook on finances and all spelled out or on Twitter at finances and and at our website financesand.net. We love hearing from you, so please ask your questions. And remember, we went to school, so you didn't have to. Mm-hmm.